The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by tripinsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at tripinsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is this is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here, my friend. So glad you're along. On this episode, we'll get a review of Royal Caribbean's Oasis of the Seas. Yeah, one of the world's largest cruise ships. I think there's like three of them now, Harmony, Oasis, and Allure. And standing by in just a couple of seconds is Mike Giroux, the founder of Shipmate App. He's going to talk to us how we can set a price drop and monitor our cruise fare so we can get a price adjustment or onboard credit. So Mike's standing by. Uh, a couple of housekeeping things. Stuart Shearer on the Cruise Guide is down in Cuba this week, so he'll be back next week. Also, follow us on Snapchat at Cruise Radio. Also, our Cruise Radio News Facebook group. A lot of people interacting, asking some great questions in there. Just search Cruise Radio News on Facebook. We always enjoy getting your questions here on the show. If you have a question that you need answered about your cruise, shoot me an email, Doug, at CruiseRadio.net. If I can't answer it, I'll find someone who can, like Mike Dro of Shipmate App. He is going to field some questions today about setting price alerts for your upcoming cruise. He's on the line right now. How are you doing, Mike? Doing very well. How are you doing, Doug? It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, it sure has. Like a year or so you were on the show talking about the price drop alerts for the first time. So we're going to kind of circle back and retouch on that with some listener questions. But before we get to that, talk to us about what Shipmate app is and what it does. We built Shipmate about five years ago. It's a mobile app for the iOS and Android and Amazon platform. Our users are using it to get prepared for their upcoming cruise and excited for that cruise. They can see who's on their sailing. They can explore their ship, their ports, converse with other cruisers, and we have a whole bunch of other features in there. First listener question, Mike, is how do I set a cruise price drop alert? So after your reservation is made, you can save your cruise on either our Shipmate app or on our uh, website, cruiseline.com. And that's all you have to do. Once you have that saved, we'll monitor that for you. And uh, we'll ping you as soon as that cr- that price drops by at least 1%. So you can expect an email almost immediately after, and then you can take action. All right, Mike, I have another question for you. It says, I just received an email saying my cruise price has dropped 3%. What do I do next? Sure. So we'll follow up with an email, um, like I mentioned, and we'll, we'll lead you to a resource where you can have uh, multiple options, and it'll depend on on where you actually purchased that cruise, who you purchased it with, whether that's with the cruise line, whether that's with an agent, and you'll find that um, different cruise lines have different policies. It also depends on when you book that cruise and if you purchase, say, insurance on that. And so we, we give you some resources to go and explore that further, and oftentimes our users are able to recover the difference in price. Sometimes they're not, but it's always worth exploring. Yeah, it always varies on the fare code and if you paid final payment or not. You don't want to call the cruise line all cocky and then being like, uh, sorry, it's not in your fare code or etc." So just know it doesn't hurt to look, but know what you're getting into before you tell the cruise line, hey, you owe me $215. 
Exactly. But again, I think it's always worth exploring oh, totally. and calling yeah. up yeah, your agent and, and at least trying. So you send resources out like with the price alert then? We do. Um, we'll show you the how much that fare has dropped, mm-hmm. and we'll link you to um, some resources to get more information and figure out what you can do next. Just out of curiosity, how many people have price alerts set right now? So as of today, we have um, almost 77,000 <laughs> price alerts saved within Cruise Line and Shipmate. Four of those are mine. Which is amazing. Nice. How many are, how many are yours? Four. I have four of those on there right now. But it's cool <laughs> because... It. I have two myself. Yeah, yeah. It's cool because you, you know, you're mentioning that you get an email when the price goes down, but you also get an email if the price goes up over 1%, correct? That's true. So we do have some of our users using it to monitor cruises that they'd like to go on. Mm-hmm. So they'll, they'll save an upcoming cruise within Shipmate that they're thinking about purchasing, and they'll watch that, that cruise price fluctuate by using our price alert and those emails. Awesome. I just just had a personal experience here. This is why I love it so much is because uh, I took my family on Carnival Sunshine last fall, and I got a price alert that the fare dropped. I think it was 13% or 16%, and I haven't paid final deposit yet, and it saved me uh, almost $800 on the sailing. That's amazing. We love hearing that, and we anecdotally, we, we hear that off and on. We have no way of knowing how many of our users have actually saved money mm-hmm. and how much they've saved, but we're constantly getting stories um, on our Facebook page, emailed to us directly, letting us know how much they've saved. And I think the most we've heard of thus far is, is just under two grand. Oh, that's awesome. So let's do a walkthrough then. I'm holding my iPhone right now. How do I set price alerts? I just launched the Shipmate app. Sure. So you'll go into your My Cruises section. Mm-hmm. And you'll save your upcoming cruise. So let's say you're sailing to Carnival Breeze in October. Um, you go to Carnival Breeze, you save that date. And within your saved cruise, you'll see the option to track your price. Mm-hmm. And you can click on your price alert by cabin. So if you're in an Ocean View, you click Ocean View, and we'll start monitoring that cruise for Ocean View cabins starting immediately. And you can track multiple cabins if you have more than one cabin booked. And then from that point on, we'll monitor that cruise price for you. And anytime it drops below 1%, we'll email you. On the other side, what if you were on CruiseLine.com? How would you do it? CruiseLine.com, you can do the same. You can find that cruise on CruiseLine.com, and it'll, it'll offer to set a price alert for that cruise. Okay. Just go to find a cruise, and you would search for, in that case, Carnival Breeze for October, whatever the sale date, and you'll see set price alert, and you just click that. And if you don't have an account, you'll set up an account. So we have your email, so we can email you that price alert. And from then, you're all good. Well, in closing, Mike, while I got you on the line here, talk to us about uh, what's coming down the pipeline and what's new with Shipmate app. Sure. So we've had, since last we talked, we've we've had a lot of improvements in the app. We're always adding content, updating deck maps, um, and all that. A couple of new features that we have, you're able to save your cabins now. So we've had over 30,000 photographs uploaded from our users of their cabins and over 240,000 ratings of those cabins. And we're, we're currently keeping all those assets and we're going to start displaying those. So you'll, cruisers will be able to see their upcoming cruises. I mean, their upcoming cabins, uh, look at photos, look at ratings, um, and hopefully even start using that to pick their cabins for their upcoming cruise. So that's an exciting feature. We also just started providing more excursion options and the ability to book right there within Shipmate app. So we've seen a lot of users taking advantage of that. And lastly, we're, we're just adding new uh, cruise lines and ships all the time. 
And we just added a slew of new cruise lines, including the brand new Fathom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also added the Silver Sea, Viking Ocean, Sea Dream, Windstar, Regent Seven Seas. Those are all new. So all of your users can now download Shipmate and start tracking their prices and getting cruise price alerts for all of those new cruise lines. We've been talking with Mike Giroux, one of the founders of Shipmate app, all about cruise price alerts and how to find out if your cruise price drops. You want more details? Check out the show notes at cruiseradio.net or just search Shipmate app in your app store. Mike, my friend, uh, good catching up with you and have a good evening. Sure. Thanks so much, Doug. Always a pleasure. You're listening to Cruise Radio, part of the iHeartRadio Talk Network. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. From its rich heritage, picturesque beaches, and unparalleled blue waters, it's no wonder over 7 million people cruise to the Caribbean every year. What do you want to do? Swim with stingrays at Stingray Bay? Go for an island tour? Take a beach break? Or set sail on a catamaran to spend the day snorkeling? Whatever you decide, CruisingExcursions.com has a shore excursion to fit your budget. Cruising Excursions knows your time on the island is limited and that you want to make the most of your day. That's why they have shore excursions up to 60% cheaper than the cruise lines and offer smaller, more personable tours. Find out for yourself. Research and book your next shore excursion at CruisingExcursions.com. We'd love to hear your comments. Email comments at cruiseradio.net. We always like getting your cruise reviews here on the show. If you have one you'd like to share, shoot me an email, Doug, at cruiseradio.net. Like Brad, him and his wife just returned back from a seven-night Eastern Caribbean cruise aboard Royal Caribbean's Oasis of the Seas. Yeah, one of the biggest ships in the world. Brad's on the line right now. Hey, Brad. Hey, Doug. How you doing? Good. I I admire you getting up this early because you're over in New Mexico. So you're, what, two or three hours behind me? I'm two hours behind okay, you. Okay, yeah, so not that bad. Okay, very nice. Well, let's talk all about Oasis of the Seas, but before we get there, let's take a step back and get some pre-cruise thoughts. What made you want to sail this ship? Well, we've had the opportunity. My wife and I love to take at least one cruise a year, and we've had the opportunity to sail a lot of different lines, but I had not sailed Royal Caribbean yet, and so we are close to Galveston, and, and there's a couple there's usually a ship going out of there but i really wanted to try one of the the mega ships so uh that's really what kind of what led us to royal caribbean nice and this is your first royal caribbean cruise ever as far as the planning process and uh pre-booking things and all of that did it stack up against the other cruise lines you've done before yeah it really did maybe a little smoother for online check-in than some of them uh but uh there was no no hitches on that very nice. Now, you're in New Mexico. You had to get to Port Everglades down in South Florida. So make your way to Terminal 18 in Port Everglades. How was embarkation for you? You know, embarkation, Fort Lauderdale is uh, has now become my favorite cruise port <laughs> <laughs> because it's so close to the airport. It makes everything just a little bit easier. I happened to stay at a, at a hotel that provided a shuttle service. Unfortunately, they forgot to tell me. One guy over the phone told me just 
book it when you get here. And when I got there, they had no open slots. Oh, boy. So, yeah. So I'm like, oh, this is not going to work. I actually was able to Uber mm-hmm. over to the port, which was really nice. I will say this about Fort Lauderdale, though. That is the most hectic port that I've been to as far as getting into the ships. It was crazy. Yeah, especially in the wintertime. There's like sometimes 11 or 12 ships in port. It's pretty insane over there. By the way, what, uh, what hotel did you stay at and where they kind of uh, jumbled up your transportation? Oh, man. I, I, you know, I forgot to write that down. I got gotcha. you. Uh, yeah, I, I, I honestly don't remember. I was just curious. I had a situation like that back in January, and I had to take an Uber to the cruise pier. But uh, from the hotel to the cruise port, it was only like a $9 Uber ride, so it wasn't that bad. It was yeah, almost, really, it was, I didn't mind. Yeah, it was almost worth <laughs> – I'm glad I took it. <laughs> yeah, totally. It was almost worth being in there by yourselves instead of you know with 50 other people on a, on a shuttle, You know, worth the eight, eight or nine bucks there. So uh, Terminal 18, I love the terminal. Very fast embarkation, getting right on the ship. From curb to ship, how long did it take you? I would say total amount of time is around 30 minutes and probably at least, well, at least half of that or more was just getting through the security front part. And okay. once you got to the desk, uh, you were in and on the boat and ready to go fast. Coming from the other cruise lines that you've been on before, were you impressed with Terminal 18? I was very impressed with yeah. it. Um, I've sailed out of, out of Houston and, and Galveston and I've sailed out of uh, Port Canaveral. And like I said, I think this may be my favorite my favorite cruise port. Very awesome. What were your first impressions of Oasis of the Seas? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's, yeah, that, that, that's an amazing ship that, uh, on every level. It's not just a big ship. It is a, 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 a very um, awesome, awe-inspiring type of a ship um, to walk into Park Place and feel like you're literally in Central Park and mm-hmm. uh, go back into Boardwalk. And, and it was amazingly... Um, Easy to navigate, yeah. you know. You, you would think this thing is so big, and it's you got to go s- s- to such different areas that it would be a struggle. But uh, in many ways, that, it was just flawless. I mean, it, you could get wherever you wanted to go without really any struggle. You were you're talking about like walking through Central Park. What amazes me is that they have two horticulturists full time on board. That that's their only job is to take care of the plants around the ship yeah. because they're all live. Yeah. Is- <laughs> that's- and you can tell they're good at their job because yeah, it's totally. absolutely stunning. So uh, you make your way to your stateroom. So what kind of stateroom did you have and what did you think of it? We had an ocean view uh, veranda room and um, the stateroom was nice. Uh, I wouldn't have a single complaint that I can remember about the state. Well, one, maybe the uh, door, <laughs> the first as soon as we set sail, I thought, boy, we're going to have a fun time here because the door started whistling like crazy, oh the, uh, the veranda door. But we were able to finally get that adjusted. But no, it was a, it was a beautiful, beautiful veranda room and ocean view, and um, we enjoyed it very much. My wife loved the deck, but she always does. So The whistling that you heard. Last week, I was on Fathom, uh, a cruise on the Adonia going down to the DR, and I heard the same thing. And I was like, it was like, a high pitched whistling sound. I'm like, this is yep. going to drive me insane. But turns out, I had to, I had to latch it a little more further than I had it, and yep. uh, it, it made a difference there. But very nice. So you were, you were. I just had to slam mine. Okay, well there you go. <laughs> if it doesn't work, just slam it. Yeah, that, slam it harder. And yes, latch it. <laughs> there you go. So you were impressed with the space, storage, uh, plenty of room for the luggage, and all that. Yeah, the, it, it, we didn't. Uh, of course, with just the two of us on this particular cruise, uh, we didn't have a lot of struggle. But it does mm-hmm. have the space under the bed, which I find if you leave your suitcase unzipped and you flip it out, it'll slide right underneath there, and there's plenty of space. So, yeah, we, we the closet space was great. The bathrooms were nice. Uh, 
we've done a lot of Disney cruises, and mm-hmm. so we're a little spoiled by the split bathroom that they have. But all in all, it was a it was a very nice stateroom. Nice. Let's talk about dining. This is going to uh, be a big one because there is like eighteen dining venues on Oasis of the Seas. It's Almost ridiculous how many dining venues they have on here. Yep. So we'll start at the top at the Windjammer Buffet and work our way around the ships. So what were your impressions of the Windjammer? The Windjammer was, uh, you know, it, it was a typical uh, typical buffet that they have on board the, the ships. Uh, we didn't spend a lot of time in there because we were trying out. Uh, we we def- we're definitely foodies, and so we li- and we like to experiment and try. And I'm a I'm a plan. I plan for a living, mm-hmm. and so. I had planned all of our dining much in advance. Did a lot, did a lot of dining packages, but but there was a we were ate in the Windjammer three times, twice for lunch and once for breakfast, and uh, good variety, warm, hot, fresh food. So it was good. Uh, talk to us about the dining packages you purchased. Yeah, we won't get into the whole debacle of mm-hmm. my dining package. Okay. <laughs> But when I purchased my cruise, they were trying something new. What they've done, what they've been, were doing before, and what they've gone back to doing now is you buy a package and you buy a certain number of nights. And and the nice thing with Royal Caribbean compared to other ships is they'll let you pick. Some cruise lines make you do the dining package for the whole trip. Mm-hmm. They'll let you pick three nights, five nights. Uh, but what they were doing when I was doing it was if you buy X amount, we'll give you thirty percent, and X amount will give you forty. Well, then before I got on the ship, they changed back to the old way, which totally confused them. (laughs) (laughs) And but we finally got that worked out. And then the only other issue I had was that uh, somebody had decided to uh, to rent out a private party for the boardwalk Uh on the very night that we had Sabor. Yeah. And so I was really bummed because that was one of the ones I was really looking forward to. So I adjusted and moved it. To another night, and it just so happened that the other night was formal night. So my wife and I were dressed in a tux and an evening gown inside of Sabor, getting a lot of looks. They're like, "Sir, you know you're at a Mexican restaurant, right?" <laughs> I, yep. And I said, "You know what? I brought this tux. I'm wearing it." So, <laughs> so you, you ate at Sabor, and what other specialty restaurants did you eat at? The other dining uh, places that we went to was we did the Izumi Hibachi experience. Nice. Excellent. We had a great time there. Of course, we always have fun. Uh, they're designed to have fun. That's what it's all about. And we had a great chef, had a great time at that. We did uh, Giovanni's Table, uh, Chops Grill, and we also did the Chef's Table. Okay. So you had a nice little uh, nice little experience there. What did you think of the Chef's Table? I recently did one back in January, and a lot of the food on it was food for one, I couldn't pronounce, and two, I had no clue what the heck it was. <laughs> what, what did you think of your experience? Yeah, well, you you've described a chef's table very <laughs> okay. well. Good job, Doug. Uh, we usually do a chef's table on everyone because we live kind of way out in the boonies, mm-hmm. and we used to live in L.A. and we really love the the dining scene. So I'm I've never really been one to be adventurous when I eat, but when I go on a cruise, I always am. I, I that's when I go. Okay, I'm going to not ask what it is. <laughs> I'm going to <laughs> I'm just going to try it, and then I'll ask. And um, so it's very, very much high, high end. Uh, it's a, definitely a dining experience. It's really for foodies. The chef's table is exactly that. They bring out oh, six different sets of food. You can have, uh, uh, they look, what's funny is they'll bring out a plate and you'll think, well, that's really not a lot of food. But by the time they bring out all six 
the plates, you are absolutely full. I mean, you will not go away hungry. It is our single favorite thing that we do when we go on a cruise nice. uh, because we love uh, that kind of food. And so we really enjoyed this particular chef's table. We kind of like uh, Carnival does a chef's table and they do theirs on the ship when we did theirs. They do it inside the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And you actually will eat for a while and then you get up and they'll take you into the kitchen. And they actually, we actually got to go in and kind of do a little bit of cooking. And, and, and so that's probably our all-time favorite chef's table. But this is probably second. We really enjoyed it. I, I did the Carnival Chef's Table back in January. And you were right. They brought us in the kitchen. We got to make warm chocolate melting cake. I was yep. like, I just want to stay here the whole time. Y'all can go back That's and right. have your That's, food I can't pronounce. Uh, I don't know about you, but the night we were there on the carnival one, the it happened to be that night was the the infamous lobster night. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. And so we lot. told our chef, we said, this better be good because we're going to miss lobster. <laughs> and the chef, the head chef told us, tomorrow night when you are in your restaurant, you tell them that, I forget his name, Chef Tom told them there to bring you lobster. And they <laughs> they did. I did it. Everybody else on my table is going, well, no, we're not going to ask. We're not going to ask. I said, I am. And they actually brought us lobster on the night. It wasn't lobster night. <laughs> that's that's very cool. We could talk about food all day long on, on these ships, but we're going to switch oh, yeah. gears here and sure. talk about entertainment. So uh, what did you think about the entertainment presence aboard Oasis of the Seas? That's probably where um, the Oasis of the Seas takes off mm-hmm. um, compared to other ships. Uh, well, I shouldn't say there's several areas where it does, but uh, definitely in the entertainment because the amount of entertainment, the amount of things to do is literally overwhelming. There's no possible way on a seven-day cruise you're going to even come close mm-hmm. to doing everything that they have. So we absolutely had a blast. And uh, I don't need my kids to have fun. So, right. so we, we had a good time. Did you do any of the Broadway shows? We did. Um, aboard the Oasis, it still has the – we did the Cats, the Cats show, which is the Broadway show. Mm-hmm. We did an ABBA. There was a, a, a tribute to ABBA and the ice skating show. Both the ABBA and the ice skating show were amazing. Unfortunately, on our cruise, we had uh, booked the Aqua Theater and on the first – we had booked it for the – first night and they contacted us and said we're having a little bit of an issue and they moved us to another night and that just kept happening the entire cruise and the aqua theater never did open on the entire cruise so we missed that so i've got something to go back for um only thing i can say about cats i think it's time for cats to go oh really why is that it was incredible. It was beautiful, and it was clearly we've been to a few Broadway shows, and it was definitely a full blown, full form Broadway show. I just think, uh, well, put it this way: we did half of Cats, mm-hmm. and then we said, "I'm not sure I can sit through this," and so we laughed at, at at intermission. Well, towards the end of the cruise, we felt bad, and we said, "Well, let's go back and finish Cats." But I'm not sure we can get in because we didn't, we don't have res, um, you know reservations because it's reservations on the on this ship. And uh, we went back upstairs just to look, and half the theater was empty at, <laughs> at intermission. And it happened the night we were we left too. It was just this this exodus mm-hmm. of hundreds and hundreds of people. It's just it's not ringing the bell for people anymore. So uh, I've heard amazing things about the the one that's aboard Allure. So I think we're going to try Allure next time. What is a, is it? Chicago, Mamma Mia. Which one's on Allure? I can't remember. Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. Yeah. Gotcha. Very nice. All right. Well, uh, cool. Well, you got, you like the entertainment. Did you go to the, any of the uh, comedy clubs or music venues? 
We did a couple of the music venues. I don't remember exactly which ones they were. I, I forgot to write that down. But we did not do the comedy t- uh, this time. We just didn't have time. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, let's, let's talk about port days. Of course, we know one thing that really defines a cruise ship is how it behaves at sea with passenger flow, both inside and out by the pool and all that. This being the world's largest cruise ship, or one of the world's largest cruise ships, I should say. Uh, how was sea days for you as far as movement going? It's amazing because I was worried about that very thing, mm-hmm. uh, having been on several other cruise ships. Because when you start talking about the numbers of people that are aboard this ship, it, it's it's a much bigger crowd than most cruise ships. So, But the thing was, there was so much to do on board. And I don't remember a single place that I ran into a crowd on the entire ship on a sea day, except for maybe in the solarium, the adults only area. Mm-hmm. It got It got a little snug in there. But I never ran into a crowd anywhere. The flow never – the elevators were always available. The pools always had seemed to have chairs open somewhere. It was just a, an incredible experience on this cruise when it come, came to our sea days. It was probably some of our favorite sea days. I was wondering about the elevator because uh, some people have told me that the elevators were kind of slow – uh, and there was kind of some gridlock going up and down, some areas of congestion. So you didn't have that issue at all? Well, they must have had Speedy Gonzalez come in and <laughs> fix them because the, the elevators were quick and fast. And in fact, I was impressed. I mean, it was just like they were there and I never waited for a single elevator the whole cruise. Very cool. What ports did you hit on this seven-night Eastern sailing? So yeah, this was an Eastern sailing out of Fort Lauderdale. So first stop was Nassau. The second stop was St. Thomas. And the third port was St. Martin. Okay. Which one was your favorite? Well, I think that one's pretty easy, St. Thomas. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that place. <laughs> yeah. Where'd you do there? Was, well, and that's the thing is, is it was my favorite port, but now I got, but I still got to go back and enjoy it because it's the first time I've been there and I didn't get to see it much. Mm-hmm. I did something on this particular cruise that is unique to Royal Caribbean, as far as I know. And, and you can actually get an excursion where you get your scuba certification on board while you cruise. Wow, I did not know that. That's cool. Yep. Yeah, so, so um, I actually, when I got off at St. Thomas, I went for my, my uh, deep water dives, my open water dives. And so uh, that was the first time I've ever, I've done the Discover Scuba so many times, they're probably going to, they were probably getting ready to ban me. <laughs> so, <laughs> because where I live, it's just, I have to, I would have to drive three hours to get to a school to, mm-hmm. for my certification and then four to five hours to go to a place where I could do my dives. And so it was just, it was always problematic, but, but it was really great. So what did they, uh, so, did they like close the public pool down so you couldn't pressurize yeah. and all that? Yeah, what we yeah what we did was the first at sea day, I spent uh, four to five hours in a so five to six hours in a classroom, studying and working with other students, and then one morning they shut down one of the pools, and that's where we did our pool dives in the morning before the the people were really out. Now, by the time we were finishing up with our pool dives, they had roped off the pool, and we had a line of people standing on the other side of the rope looking very, very mean at us. So, <laughs> I, I like, could only yeah, imagine. I didn't, I didn't plan it this way, guys. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Don't shoot me. But just curious. Like, So you're, you're now scuba certified. Does this hold water anywhere you go around the world like with a scuba certification? Yeah. It's, uh, without getting real into the, the technicalities of it, I am what they call uh, scuba certified, but I'm not open water okay. scu- gotcha. certified, which means I can do an open water dive anywhere in the world. It is NADA, but I can only do one with 
uh, do an open water dive by, where I'm doing it by myself as long as there is a NADA instructor on that particular dive. Oh, that's still pretty cool though. Yeah. So, yeah, and, totally. and reality is um, we've cruised a lot of different places now and basically everywhere you go that's a cruise port, mm-hmm. they're all NADA certified unless you go off the grid. If you get an excursion off of a boat, right. you're going to get a, a dive that has a NADA instructor and they're going to go with you. So. So it basically opens it up now, no, but now I can actually go back and finish my open water because I'm halfway there. You have to do four open water dives and four pool, I believe, and I've done two and two. So now I just have to go back to, and do two and two more and all my book work's done. So literally if I do two dives and two dives, then I will get my full uh, open water certification. Very cool. So you make your way back to Port Everglades. How was disembarkation for you? actually very good uh it was very smooth we we did the uh the uh, i forget the term they use for it but it's basically where you keep your bags and you walk off the ship mm-hmm. we happened to walk off the ship and and realized wow this this is where all the people have been that i haven't seen on the ship because <laughs> there was a stacked <laughs> up group of people and we just lucked out in that we happened to be right when we got to the line there was a gentleman there a porter and uh and he just looked at it and says, would you like help with your bags? And we said, sure, that'd be great. And all of a sudden, he just took us around this side and around a corner and down another deal. And the next thing I knew, I was at the front of the line. So, shh, don't tell anybody. Yeah, and that's the thing. But, is like, uh, people, people think that these porters are just annoying and want just your money and all that. But if you, if you get a porter on, in disembarkation nine times out of ten, you're going straight to the front of the line. It's awesome. Yeah, it's Totally recommend it's it. It's the best money you spend on a cruise ship. I'm yeah, it's like what? Like, a couple bucks so a bag? We got to the front, like we were literally out in 10 minutes. Yeah. Very, yeah, very nice. Uh, looking back on your whole cruise vacation, what was a highlight for you? For sure, the uh, chef's table mm-hmm. experience uh, was just phenomenal. The thing about the chef's table is it, it, it's about a three or four, I don't know how long yours was, but it, this one was like three, three hours. Yeah, four, about the same. Three and a half hours. And the time you spent, we met people from all over the world and, uh, and uh, just had an incredible time meeting people and talking around the table. That was a great experience. And then, of course, my scuba certification. I've been dreaming about that for a long time. So that was probably my, my second favorite experience on the cruise. Nice. Now, uh, any first-time tips you may have since this was your first time sailing Royal Caribbean and the world's largest cruise ship? Looking back, do you have any tips you could offer people who are sailing the ship? For sure, the number one tip is when you when you cruise on the Oasis class ships, it's very different than other cruise ships. Mm-hmm. You need to you book reservations for your show. Basically, every show every show that's that matters, you you have an opportunity to book a reservation. I believe it's around sixty days before it, it, it bounces around. You never know. They told me basically just start looking every day until they show up. And uh, But you want to book your shows early because I had an issue. I booked all my shows. Like I said, I'm a planner. So I got on there. I booked every show on the days I wanted and got everything set up and then realized I needed to make some changes about four days later and got on. And I could not find an open slot on the days where I wanted to, to move my shows to. I will tell you this, though, another tip. Uh, if you do get online and there are not shows showing available, keep trying. Mm-hmm. Come back a couple days, try again, try again, because I did do that on a couple things. And eventually, I don't know if they open up new inventory or just people are switching. But uh, suddenly, at different times, I would see shows starting to come back available again. And then I think the second thing I'd mention is use Uber 
or use shuttle because the that traffic pattern in Fort Lauderdale is just crazy. It just you have to literally cross over. You have to turn left in front of all these cars. It's not a stop sign. And there are hundreds of taxis and cars all stacked up and everybody trying to it's, – it's L.A. on the worst rush hour day you've ever seen. So, uh, yeah, I definitely would encourage you to use Uber if you're at Fort Lauderdale. In closing, your final thoughts of Oasis of the Seas. I did have some things, and we won't get into the whole story. I, I ran into a few issues with customer service, which, which was – caught me off guard. I've not had that before on a cruise. Uh, one of the reasons we love to cruise is that they just bend over backwards to help you. But I have to say the sheer experience of the ship has has convinced us that we have to go back and do it again. Uh, I do believe that uh, without a doubt, this has become my wife's favorite ship. And so I'm confident that means I'll be going back again, over, again and again. <laughs> That's very cool. I, I do love these ships, and I, I want to check out – we're going to get Oasis of the Seas up here closer to me in Port Canaveral, Florida in a few months. Right. And then Harmony of the Seas is going down there into South Florida. So uh, looking forward to all that. We've been talking with Brad from New Mexico. Him and his wife just got back from a seven-night sailing, Eastern Caribbean sailing aboard Royal Caribbean's Oasis of the Seas. Brad, thanks for waking up early and being on the show, my friend. Hey, it was my pleasure. Thanks for having me. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not, not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer. The drive to go further and reach higher. The same thing that inspires you inspires us. At Strayer University, we're always searching for new ways to make education more affordable. That's why we offer access to up to 10 no-cost gen ed courses to help you save time and money so you can keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. No-cost gen ed provided by Strayer University affiliates of field learning. Eligibility rules apply. Connect with us for details. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEF.